Her mission was to help others reach that status, and it included Mr. Bourne. Through Mr. Bourne's emails, she could definitely feel the same drive, passion, and determination that she started out with after penning her novel. She couldn't wait to use him as her muse. The plan was that since Mr. Bourne and his friends were scattered about the map, with him being local, she'd do some one-on-one -on -one consulting with Mr. Bourne, who would then pass on the information to the others. They'd all do some conference calls and online chats here and there, but the majority of the instructions would be between Deborah and Mr. Bourne. Ah, yep. There it is, Deborah said, finally finding the email in which the two had initially set up their meeting. We can meet at my office. She read Mr. Bourne's reply after she suggested that they meet instead of sending emails back and forth. She'd printed off the contract she had customized to fit him and his fellow writers' specific needs. If all was agreed upon, they'd sign the contract, she'd receive half down for her services, and they'd be in business. She looked up at the quaint little house that sat about 25 feet from the curb. A stone walkway traveled right up the middle of the yard to the front door. Deborah contemplated for a moment before opening the car door. She stood up to look for any signs of life inside. The sun had just started going down, so she wasn't surprised not to notice any lights beaming from any of the house's windows. She contemplated a few more seconds before grabbing her messenger bag and purse, all the while keeping her eyes glued on the house. She closed the car door and set the alarm with the remote. The clickety-clack of the heels of her leather winter boots sounded eerie, as she headed up the walkway. For a moment there, fear tried to rear his ugly head. Lord, you have not given me the spirit of fear. She spoke out loud in an effort to chase away the unwelcome spirit. But of love and power and, uh, and something else, only I'm too scared to remember it right now. Finally, reaching the door, Deborah admired the heavy oak double doors and the lovely Christmas wreath hanging on them. What she noticed, though, was that one of the doors was slightly cracked. And a sound mind, she said, recalling the final line of the scripture she had been confessing. Being that God had given her a sound mind, she knew that what she should have done was turn around and hightail it back to her car. Of course, she didn't. The curiosity of it all had too much of a stronghold on her to allow her to do that. Slowly, Deborah placed her hand on the gold knob and pushed on the door just a little. She had fussed out many leading women in thriller movies for doing this exact same thing. Knowing what had become of those leading ladies, she still proceeded to push the door open. I can't let fear get to me, Deborah told herself. And Mr. Bourne could be inside, hurt or something. Deborah continued to try to convince herself that perhaps God had brought her there to that place at that specific time to intervene in what could possibly be a tragedy. Perhaps Mr. Bourne had fallen and couldn't get up. After all, she didn't know his age. He could be some 80-year-old man helplessly lying on the floor. She'd never forgive herself if that were the case. If she let fear prevent her from doing God's will? Yep. All those were things she told herself just to keep from facing the truth, that she was more curious than she was a good Samaritan. Taking a deep breath, Deborah pushed the door all the way open, simultaneously calling out Mr. Bourne's name. Not hearing a response, she stepped inside the foyer. 
while calling out his name again. Mr. Bourne? Mr. Bourne? It's me, Deborah Lewis? Although she didn't hear him reply, she did hear some soft music coming from what sounded like the next room. She couldn't see inside the room, but she could see the opening. It appeared dark, with the exception of a very dim light. Mr. Bourne? Are you in there? Deborah called out. When she didn't get a response, she slowly took steps toward the room from which the music was coming. She stopped in her tracks when something flickered. Mr. Bourne? She knew calling out his name would probably be in vain. Still, she did it anyway. She looked behind her at the door she left open. She could turn around now and leave if she wanted to. She could turn all five feet, seven and a half inches, and one 100- hundred.